Yeah. One, two, one, two. You already know what it is, man. You're tuning right now to Progressive Action. All new radio show right here on DTF Radio. Shout out to host Tramel Thompson and Jamel Wilson. I go by the name of DJ Damage. Make sure to follow me on the Instagram at DJ Damage NYC. It's something different tonight. You can catch us each Friday morning or Thursday night, Friday morning from 12 to 2 a.m. Make sure to watch us live on that DTFradio.com or listen on your tune and radio app. Search DTF Radio. Follow me. Also, call us up, man. The phone lines is open. Follow me. 347-721-3161. Follow me. Follow me. Let's get into Follow it. Progressive action, man. Progressive action right here on DTF Radio. Catch us live from 12 to 2 right here. Very interesting show coming up. Once again, call us up. 347-721-3161. DJ Damage. So most time, y'all. About to get progressive action radio going. Let's get it. Follow me. Y'all gotta follow us. Let's go. Progressive action radio. To the lyrics, to listen to see the lyrics. The day when my people can all relay, we must stop fighting to achieve the peace that was taught in our country. We shall all be. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Progressive Action Radio. 
the first of the first, one of one. We happy to be here today. And you know, we waited a long time for this. Couldn't wait to let blast off. I'm your host, Tramel Thompson. I got my co-host, Jamel Wilson here. I got DJ Damage, the hottest DJ in New York City on the ones and twos. Now I know a lot of people wondering, what is progressive action? Why are we here? Um, we're gonna let Jamel answer that. Why are we here, Jamel? That's right, good evening, folks. I'm Jamel Wilson, and Progressive Action is a movement that was started by myself and Mr. Tramel Thompson, my cousin. That's right, folks. This is my cousin, Tramel Thompson, and we basically wanted, we started Progressive Action because there are a lot of issues out there um, amongst our union, amongst our workplace, in, uh, in the community, and what's going on in this country now. So basically, we, we, on our dime, wanted to do something so that everybody could come and call in and chime in and talk and vet their frustrations as to what's really going on. No holes barred. What we're doing is we're keeping it 100, and our motto is when thoughts and wisdoms unite. For sure, yeah. But you know, we got a special guest. We gonna have uh, Crystal Young. She's our first guest of the show. And um, we just happy to be here and we go get this going. Um, but like I said, you know, me and Jamel, we started this. He's family, his mother and my grandmother are sisters. So it's only right that we came together and just like, you know, put this together. You know, a lot of people ain't know we was family or whatever. But you know, there's a lot of issues that needs to be talked about in the community, the workplace, you know, with social engineering. And this is more, you know, people blogging and, you know, it's time for y'all to really get behind a real movement and speak on what's right. Because it's, it's a lot of wrong going on out there. And we just want to bring it out to the forefront and just make things happen. Um, That's right, folks. First, and also what we want to do, uh, I want to introduce myself. Like I said, I am Jamel Wilson. I am a member of TWU Local 100. I have been a proud member of TWU Local 100 for going on 16 years. I work in the MAP Store Division, Manhattan and Bronx Surface Transit Operating Authority for people who don't know, because there are people out there who don't know in, within the, with on the job. And uh, I've, 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 I walked on the picket line going on almost 11 years ago now, and uh, I've seen a lot. Uh, and like I said, there's gonna be a lot that we're gonna sit down and we're gonna talk about. So basically, uh, I'm introducing myself and uh, Mr. Tremel Thompson here, my cousin is a conductor. He has been on the job for two, almost three years. And it Oh, is don't, don't forget, we union, we uh, shop stores, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's my folks. <laughs> We are both official shop stewards. But this is, this is, believe it or not, this is the MTA show. I'm conductor, got a bus operator. DJ Damage, what do you do, brother? I'm a, I'm a bus operator, man. I do the dirty work in the streets, man. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, you know, this is MTA up in here. And, you know, we go represent like how we should. So y'all need to get behind the movement. Um, you know what? We don't want to small talk too much. DJ Damage, put something on for the people. And uh, we go bring Crystal in right after you chop it up a little bit. Show the people what you got.
DJ Damage. Let's DTFRadio.com. Let's get it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I should give some shout outs right now, but um, you know, should we go live? Wanna go live? We could. If we go live on Facebook, we could, but mm-hmm. if you wanna call in or anything, it's three four seven seven two one three one six one. And we like I said, we just happy to be here. That's right. Long time coming. MTA, a change is gonna come. The community, a change gonna come. I'm so politically connected. It's gonna be crazy. Now I'm gonna bring all these resources together and we go get it going all the way. And folks, prepare yourself because we're coming with the truth and the cold hard facts. So if there's been anybody out there in this listening audience who hears this, when they see it, we are coming hard. We're not holding back any punches. And if you have a problem with it, I don't know what else to tell you. And we heard a few people scared to come up to the show. I don't blame you. Because <laughs> you will get grilled up here. I do not blame you. And we don't want no Wikipedia warriors. You got to come with real facts up here. No Wikipedia warriors. You ready, DJ Damage? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a quick question for you, though. Let's let the people know what our shop store is, because I'm, I'm not even too familiar. I deal, you know what I'm saying? I want, like, this show is very educational for me as well. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely a student to what y'all doing right now. But just let the people know a little bit what exactly are shop stewards and how do you become a shop steward? Well, shop steward classes are given. I don't know how often they are given, but they're given throughout the year, ever so often. But shop stewards is on the front line. We like the front line of defense against management. And, you know, to we supposed, we supposed to be the middleman between the work workers in the field and the union to let them know of anything that's going on, any problems or, or things like that. Okay. Like I said, we fresh off a of shop store last week. We got that certificate last week. We wanted to get it before we started the show. That was one of the reasons we started the show in February. And it's Black History Month. We can't forget about that. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but also with that shop store class, I want to give a shout out to Nicholas Bedell. He was a pretty good, he, he was an educated teacher in that class. and. I, I feel that I, I learned some things, and definitely, uh, whatever you asked him something about the contract, he didn't even have to go to the book. He he pulled it right right away. But Jamel said he looked educated, and Bedell chewed him <laughs> up in that class the last three days behind that. <laughs> Talking about you look educated, but you ready, damage? You ready to do something? Yeah, yeah. Give me a second. I'm just I'm just trying to bring up a track real quick. Um, one more question. Um, how long is that class? That class is six weeks six weeks but okay. you only got to attend four four classes all right it's real it's really bs we gonna talk about that too we gonna talk about that too we gonna talk about a few things talk about a few things people hitting me up on, on facebook i want y'all to call in don't be scared call into the show and let's talk about it we go we could talk about the contract we go talk about social engineering we go talk about capitalism. We go talk about racism. We go talk about economic slavery. We go touch a lot of topics. And you know what? Some people go be mad and upset. That's cool. That's what the truths tend to do to people. And we're also going to talk about income inequality. And we're also going to talk about politics. And we go talk about Scalia passing away. We know what he said about black people. I know what he said. <laughs> We're going to talk about all that. 
That's right, because in this country now, we're living in a turbulent, in a turbulent time right now in this country. It's not, it's, it's you know, like unlike 50, unlike 50 and 60 years ago, it's not dogs and fire hoses, but now it's income inequality, now it's racial inequality, and it's, it's all institutionalized now, okay? So this is what's going on in this country, folks, so we have a lot to talk about. We're gonna talk about, you know, was, was recently in the news with the, uh, the Asian cop getting convicted We'll talk about that because you know the uniform finally got convicted. Is he gonna really get any time? That's gonna be the question. But we we everything that we we want to discuss is gonna get discussed. Nobody gonna hold nothing over our heads. I'm not scared. Jamel's not scared. Management gonna be listening. We got some management listening. It's all good. They all know about the show. And folks. Everybody has a everybody has a voice and everybody has an opinion. Tremel Tremel and myself, we don't know everything, but we do consider ourselves to be educated enough to come out and have the and and have the, you know, have the education to come here and bring this to you. So this is what we mean when we say, but everybody can call in with their opinion of what's going on. So you know, you won't be uh, you know. We're not going to condemn you for how you feel about things, you know? All right. Look, matter of fact, let's go uh, to the break. DJ Damage, play us some music. After that, we go bring Crystal in. Let's get it. I'm gonna take you back with a little old school flavor right now. You listen to the progressive action show right here on DTF Radio. Yeah.
can bear You stood right beside me And I won't forget And I really love you You should know I wanna make sure I'm right, girl Before I let go We've had a good time That's not to say One, two, one, two. You already know what it is. It's your boy DJ Damage right now on the ones and twos. Shout out to homie Jamel. Jamel. You're tuning to the Progressive Action Radio Show right here on DTF Radio. It's your number Thursday night from 12 to 2 a.m. Let's go. For the following on the Instagram, DJ Damage NYC. Yeah. The phone lines are open. Call us up right now. 347-721-3161. Yeah. Yeah. 
Check it out, remember we real quick. Remember to join him on my Instagram, DJ Damage NYC. You're tuning to the Progressive Action Radio Show right here on DTF Radio. Watch us live on DTFRadio.com. Or listen to us on your cell phone. Download that tune in radio app, search DTF Radio. Damage was just taking us down memory lane. Where you get those songs from, bruh? Yo, man. I got, I got an old spirit, man. I got some good friends in the old spirit, man. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> you going to leave it at that? <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> All right, we got Crystal Young in the building. Say what's up, Crystal. Crystal Young, the champ, not once, but twice. <laughs> How did you pull that off? I can't even, I don't even know. Honestly, it had everything to do with people I was running with and people who supported me out in the field. It wasn't anything that I could have did by myself. But you won twice and a second time by a bigger margin. Like, how you throw dirt on somebody like that? Like, you just, like, put them away. Um... I guess what happened happened. I guess people were sick and tired of what was going on in office before with the current chair, so they wanted something different. Okay. Now, tell the people what position you have exactly with the union. I'm the chair of the Conductor Tower Division. And what does a chair do? I basically govern all of the conductors in the A and the B Division and also the tower operators in RTO. Okay. So what made Crystal Young want to run for a position in the union? as an independent at that. I basically saw what was going on in my department with the chair that we had before and I was dissatisfied. When you went to meetings, you wasn't able to get definitive answers. It just was the morale in RTO was low. So instead of just seeing something that's wrong and complaining about it on the sidelines, I decided to get involved and that's what made me run for office. And and what, like you was, you ran and you won. What made you think that you was gonna win? Or did you have any doubts within yourself? It wasn't, honestly, I ran before in the last election, and when the last election, I believe I lost by eight votes. So it wasn't necessarily that I knew I was going to win, run and win, but I felt like I needed to take that chance because you can't complain about a situation and don't do anything to try to rectify it. True, very true. Wow. So, you know, <clears throat> you know what I wanted to say also was that uh, I, I know that um, I've uh, reached out to you and I've asked you questions on Facebook 
and uh, and you reached out and you gave me an answer whenever you could get back to me, you know. So I was like, okay, you know, Crystal Young is uh, this is somebody I could go to if I needed to ask a question, you know, th you know, th through the years. So also, I also want to say that in my time, I have, you know, it's I don't think it's ever been done where a person who ran independent beat an incumbent chairman. And, and and basically, again, just like I said, you know, they got the vote count wrong, and when they when they counted it to the second time, you want my more votes. So there's some fungus that, 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 you know, so there's some foul play there, of course. Of course, there was foul play in the whole election, but that's something else, that's a whole other topic. But basically, uh, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's a serious achievement. I can honestly say that's a serious achievement, you know? So, uh, but I congratulate you again on that, you know? Thank you. And uh, so, what's um, what's on your agenda as chairman? I mean, as chairwoman. Yes, woman. Yes, <laughs> as chairwoman. I gotta get it get right. Politically correct. As as chairwoman of all the conductors in New York City Transit and all the tower operators, what is your agenda? Well, we want to work on building the morale in RTO because initially, like I said, that the morale is low. We want to have it where it's more. I feel I need, it needs to be more personable. A lot of the times people don't really interact with the union. They don't, they look at the union as being something separate from them. Even though I'm an elected officer, I still am a conductor. So you wanna have it where you're out in the field more, you're interacting with people more. When you're out in the field more, you'll have a better grasp of what's going on out there. As far as talking to members, you want members to also call you as well, email you anytime they have an issue or a problem or anything like that. Um, as far as anything other than that, my game plan right now, I can't really necessarily say. It's, I'm, I'm honestly just taking it one day at a time. Okay. And I know I want to have it better than what we had before. I want to be somebody that some of my people can actually reach and actually they have a problem or if they just need to talk or anything like that. Just something different than what we had. Oh, okay. Now, <coughs> in the, um, the news recently, it was just a drag at Kew Gardens and somebody died how you as chairwoman would handle that situation as far as trying to save that conductor job because management go blame the conductor without a doubt mm -hmm. for not doing a platform observation. They not go look at what kind of state the, the person was. Was they drunk? Did they run into the train or anything like that? How would you handle a situation like that? Well, you would have to look at all factors of the whole incident of how long, how far was a person dragged when a person, like you would just have to look at all factors before you can say what you'll be able to do in a case. And then I don't really necessarily want to talk about the case or anything like that. No, we don't want to talk about it, but how would you, as far as like handle a situation that a conductor is in trouble for a drag? First, you would have to see what man the charges that management writes them up on. You would have to also look at the person's record and then you will be able to see different things. So it's hard for me to necessarily tell you how something will be executed when those are factors I'm not privy to. Yeah, okay. Because management, is, <clears throat> we know they come and blame us, us, us. And you know, Kew Gardens is a curve station, which means that it has a camera. Mm -hmm. And these cameras here, very poor. I guarantee you go any one of the management houses, they TVs look better than those cameras. And if our vision, the camera's supposed to serve as a secondary vision to us. Yes. If we came into transit with those, the visions of those cameras, we wouldn't be working. A lot of the times when certain when there's locations and there's something wrong with the camera, I feel as if members should let us know. It's every so that, it's almost every station. 
members still need to let us know. I, I can understand sometimes that people have issues, they'll just generalize it like everywhere, or this is happening at, they, they don't give specifics. We need specifics so when we go to meetings, we could tell them, all right, at this location, this location, this location, we can't play that game with management of, oh, it's just everywhere. We need to tell them specific locations. And then once you tell report that a specific location has a camera that <coughs> has errors or it's not working as designed, then if somebody gets in trouble over a camera that we reported, then they might be able to look at it differently because when we reported it, was it actually fixed? Now, another thing with, with especially with drags and people getting caught in the door with the trains working as design. I watched a video about the 160s and whenever something is caught in that door, them doors are supposed to pop back open. You know about that? No. And those trains do not work as design. They got a whole hour video mm -hmm. on those doors. So management need to look at that too, at, at, as far as the equipment, because those trains is not kept up to par. Well, I'm sorry to cut you off. A lot of the times when they have hearings, they look at all different factors. The people that are down at 2 Broadway, the hearing officers. Who, who is at 2 Broadway? Right now, we all have schedules that basically rotate. For the most part, it's a train operator. His name is Zachary. It's another one. His name is Jose Lugo. There are times when Erica Garrido is there. Mm, Demetrius Goody. It, we're all interchanging. It's not like some. No, I'm talking about not as far as y'all, but who's against us at Two Broadway? Like who? Are, who are them? I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily say that everybody in management who does hearings is against us. It's. I wouldn't necessarily say that. Because as far as I'm concerned, Two Broadway is a place I do not want to see. <laughs> I've heard a lot of. Far, I've heard stories about Two Broadway. I'm not even at the in that department. <laughs> For the most part, people wouldn't necessarily want to go down there, but a lot of times the people come out in the field and they're telling you what happened at 2 Broadway, are they giving you the whole story? Some people will go down there and they will get in trouble and they have platinum records where they have more hits than Bad Boy and they're not going to sit up there and tell, <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they're not tell you the whole story. And well. I'm, I'm being honest. So if they come out in the field and they go, oh, I got 30 days and nobody did anything for you, did anything for me, they're not going to tell you about the past things that were on their record or how they was just down there for something. So a lot of the times when people are telling you the story, they're not telling you the whole story. Of course, it's the same thing in buses. People, you know, people talk a good game. They say, oh, the union ain't this, the union ain't that. Yeah, this person's, you know, but a lot of people don't give the whole story. Exactly. And people also go um, outside of talking to the delegates and they speak with other people who are knowledgeable, but in order to really get the full help, in order to really get a, you know, effective help for your case, you have to tell the whole story, and a lot of people don't tell the whole story. Yes, you know? even sometimes people can get themselves in trouble with the G2. That, some people can get themselves in trouble with the G2 that they write. If they write the G2 and they're incriminating themselves in the G2, it's not really too much that anybody could do. Anytime somebody has to, management asks for a G2 to be submitted, it should be written with a union rep. It shouldn't be written on their own. And some people can get themselves in trouble just based on what they're writing on a G2 that was requested by management. So if you're getting yourself in, in trouble or jammed up because of what you wrote on your G2, then when a union comes in to help you, it's but so much that they can do because sometimes people already incriminated themselves. You mm -hmm. can't write on paper, I did it, and then when you get there, change your whole story because... I mean, I think that, to be honest with you, I think you could because sometimes you be under duress writing those G2s. It's just like when police make people sign a statement without a lawyer present. Well, and if you have to write it- and You have to write it because if, I, you could get, you, could you get disciplined for not writing a G2? You can, but my thing is I'm saying, if you're asked to write a G2, you have a two hour window where you can request a union representative. 
So if they're asking you to write one, you could call RCC if it's after hours and request a union representative. If it's during hours, you could call 130 Livingston or 2 Broadway. Or if you have to write one without one, you can put on the G2 that this was written without union representation and it was written differently. What I'm saying is you have members who write G2s without union representation. They don't say it was written without union representation and they submit it to management. Well, do they, are they aware that they have a two hour window? A lot of the, a lot of the members? They should, I mean, you tell them information. Sometimes it's like you don't know what people are gonna retain when you tell them certain things. We could post it up, we could email them, we could tell them out in the field. And then if you're in a situation where you have a 12 nine or something like that, you might forget all of that stuff because now management's coming at you and they're telling you, oh, it was your fault and you did something wrong, I need you to write. So you might forget everything that, that was told to you. And a lot of the times when people have situations, they totally forget to contact the union and let them know. Wow. So, so isn't so isn't management something else? How can a twelve nine be your fault as a conductor or a train operator? It could be your fault as a train operator. Because if you see somebody on the roadbed, you make no attempt to stop the train. Then and 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 as a conductor too, if you see your operating operator going reckless and you don't pull a cord on him and he catch a twelve nine and it was it shows something was wrong with him and people could prove to say, look, he was operating recklessly. You could get in trouble, but I don't understand why we get pulled all the time, especially if you're in the middle. It makes no sense. Most of the time when something happens, they pull the train crew. So it's not like you're, they're just taking a conductor. They're taking a crew. No, we understand. But and it's pending investigation. I think that's ridiculous. I, I, I think that they need to fix that because it's like it's the two-for-one deal. And if you ask me, I think that the powers that be that control things, they want to bring in as much tier six people as possible and get rid of a lot of tier four people. They don't want to pay out those pensions. You think so? Without a doubt. Oh, of course. Without a doubt. Because when you look at the numbers, tier six, we only could, 15,000 over our base salary mm -hmm. is only going towards our pension, correct? That's correct. So the tier four is your best, what, three years? Best three. With tier four, it's your best three out of five three, years. Best three out of five. And all of, all of, all your overtime compensa compensation is pensionable mm -hmm. so they looking for the easy way out just like I told um Nick Bedell in the union class I said basically with the new tier six they could tell me how much I'm gonna be retiring with because everything is numbers with them they already know how much raises they go give us they already got all they know we ain't go fight for anything crazy because of who we have in there now but how do you know that we're not gonna if if you have somebody for instance I'm in office and you're sitting up there saying they know nobody's gonna fight you, you're already basically doubting people who are in office before they even had a chance to prove anything. It's deeper than the office. You gotta convince the people. So it, it has nothing to do with the office. And then when you look at the trends that was going on with NYPD, it's no mistake why NYPD got the contract. Forget about the politics of the arbitration. NYPD is now a minority department. Blacks and Latinos outweigh <coughs> the Caucasians in that department mm -hmm. just recently. They just recently got a bad contract. Mm -hmm. An Asian just got convicted of a crime. So you gotta pay attention to what's going on. And as far as the social engineering with transit, they hire people without high school diplomas. 7% of the people down here don't have no high school diploma. Only like 20 something percent attended college. 30% got their bachelors. The people here is not educated and don't go to school. It's felons down here, um, foreigners, and people just, that just happy to be here. But as, as far as you saying that there are people down here who are not educated, I think it's a mix because you have people down here 
who are going back to school, who are becoming educated because the job is affording them an opportunity to go back. And then also the union has a tuition reimbursement program. So that's an incentive for people to go back to school. And then a lot of the people who might have had, didn't have a um, college degree, I mean, I'm sorry, high school diploma at one point in time, a lot of them are people that were older that's retiring. And yet you have a whole different mix of people that's down here. I think a lot of the new, the younger people, 30 and under is coming down here with degrees. Mm -hmm. But as far as the whole makeup of the company, it's, 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 it's not college educated like NYPD, fire department, and even sanitation. Like all these stats is there. You can look at all these stats on the internet. Everything's and, there. And then let's keep it real. You know, under the Giuliani administration in the 90s, because I remember when they did it, um, the only reason they instituted the college credits is to keep us out of the, mm -hmm. off their job. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and I'm, I'm, and I'm going to keep it 100 because, what you know, it, <laughs> before that, you didn't, all you needed was a um, high school diploma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, all the requirement is, is that you pass the academy. And so it's not rocket science becoming a, a cop, you know, so, but um, I don't knock their job either, but still, you know, so, but, uh, but basically that's why it was done to keep us off the job. Yeah, okay. and they wanted us to gravitate towards a certain job and transit is like open arms. Right, because, Come here. because it's been this, see, a lot of things in transit, I don't know, because I have, you know, I come from, you know, my father was on the job for, for 35 and a half years, a tier one person. So basically when that generation started retiring, started leaving out the door all the Irish people all the most of the Italians mm -hmm. and a lot of the older black guys who came from the south or whatever that tier one tier one tier two generation that's when the job started changing in the early 90s mm -hmm. again more and more blacks started younger the younger generation of blacks started coming in and just like you said the hiring of the, of the, of the foreigners and people that came out of jail and people that uh, again you know GEDs and uh, people on welfare all types of all types of negative situations that you could think of out here they say okay this is this is appealing to them but what it is is it's the attempt to break the union because see like the tier again the tier one and tier junior generation a lot of the things that we endure on the job and that things that we accept they weren't going to accept that mm -hmm. and i could talk all night long about the things that these people have accept accepted especially this um this administration okay so this is what I mean where I say it's not it's not an accident the things that they're doing. You know. Yeah, this is this is definitely done on purpose. And even if you rank our union with NYPD, sanitation, or the fire department, we at the bottom of that list. I don't care what nobody say. We at the bottom of that list. Mm -hmm. You could look at the education requirements of those jobs and and be like, "All right, this is probably why." And even when uh Toussaint was in Toussaint resonated with the with the with us. We are the majority of that workforce. He resonated with us. So it's a different type of energy. I I don't even know who the president was when I started working here. I knew who Toussaint was and I was working another job. Mm -hmm. Because he made noise. He wasn't quiet. Like when you look at the, the administration now, it's it's all I never heard this guy talk. Honestly, I'm not gonna I see I see the like the points that you're making, but I'm not gonna get into that whole with the versus Tucson and Samuelson or anything like that. What I'm more focused on as chair of the Conductor Tower Division is strengthening RTO. So that's what I'm really focused on. Granted, I know it's things that the president do that's gonna come into play that's gonna affect all of us, but I'm I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna speak on anything on that. So how how do you feel about the six years of top pay? 
for the new people? That's something that I, I don't think is, is fair compared to the other tiers, but it's something that I know also the union is trying to work on and have it change where they have us all at the, um, the same. Well, as far as all of the same at, um, pension wise, I, I think it's something that's, that's not fair, but it's also an incentive for the newer people to take more tests and to move up. I believe that they want new people in um, management positions because they haven't been here that long, and it's. I believe for them it'll probably be easier to mold them and change their mindset. Of course. Versus the people who've been here for a long time. So six years top pay is the answer. I didn't say that was the answer. Chris, Crystal didn't say that at all. <laughs> that's that's what you. I want to know what he gave up for them six years. I'm, oh. I'm not. I'm just. We was having this conversation before, thinking like, what did he give up? This is, but this is information that I can't give. I'm no, I know, I know. I'm just thinking, like, what could he have given up? I have no idea. I, I, I honestly don't. Oh yeah, because you know, of course you don't, because, and we don't have any idea either. But you know, but with those, but with those contract negotiations, it's uh, basically a game of give and take. You know, I'm sure you know that. So it's like, um, I would love to know. You know, the man took credit for. Okay, 25, for twenty <laughs> so for saving the twenty five fifty five for tier six people, but then you turn around and give it away in the contract negotiation to where a member new members got to wait six years, which means those that, two, those two don't fit in the same bag. You know what I'm saying? Which means that for a a, a four over a four for their career, they not gonna be at top pay. That's crazy. I think it's a trap. Honestly, it's a trap because I think a person go work their most hours. Or, or putting their most time their first few years. Mm -hmm. At their first few years, they at the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy, you know what I'm saying? So what they're doing is, of course, you have lower seniority. Y'all know the deal with that. You have lower seniority. So you're being, you're worked more as a rookie than you are as somebody with seniority who can pick your assignment or a job. So they're working you harder and you're being paid less money. But that was the same thing as far as when, when all of us started, when we were on the road, when we were extra, extra, and we were new, mm -hmm. they worked us harder than the people who were able to pick jobs. I mean, granted, our pensions were different, but on the road, it was still the same thing. Even before the whole, um, when they increased the year to get to top pay. When you were new, when you started out, you were able to, you, you bounced all over. That's how you learned the system. Right. You were bored and you picked up jobs. You worked a lot of hours. And even though you might not have been at top pay, sometimes you made a decent amount of money from being on board and picking up board jobs. Well, when you first got a um, chairwoman, let me get that straight. I'm used to saying yes, chairman. Yes, chairwoman. Please. <laughs> how how acceptive they were of you? At the union hall, everybody was receptive. Uh, I didn't have any problems. Everybody there is nice and. If they're always letting me know coming by the office if you need any help or you have any questions or anything like that, we're here to help. Because a lot of them have been in office before, and this is something that's new to me. I went from a shop steward to a chair. Well, right. That, that's, yeah. that's another thing. That's what, that's what I said. Wow. A shop steward. So Let me tell you something. You had people mad. You had people. You were a humble person, but you had people mad. It's if a lot of the times when people are upset or they're mad, they don't really have merit behind it. If you ask them why, they can't give you a def um like Crystal, she she's on Facebook. That's not a real reason as to be mad. I mean, what? seriously. <laughs> I'm on Facebook giving information. You mad? And you it's something that social media is something that is 
people rely on it. Like people will go on Facebook and check their page before they go. But you want to know what it is? It's a generation thing. Right. It's a generation thing. The person who's probably saying that people, is in their forties. People. Huh? It's people that saying it. Not it's probably <laughs> it's, it's probably in their forties mm-hmm. and don't understand how the internet works. Like they probably won't right. understand this show. When I the whole reason why I started on the internet was a couple of years ago I had I was hurt on a job. And I had comp, well, I was hurt on the job and I went out on comp. So when you're on comp a lot of the time, you have a whole lot of free time. So when I started finding out certain things or figuring out just certain things, I just started posting it up on Facebook. And some people might have thought I was crazy for putting up information, but I looked at it like whenever I learn something, who, who else doesn't know it? You can't just take for granted that you know something and everybody else know it. Because a lot of people don't know certain things. So I just started putting up information on Facebook. And I never thought that it would take off to where it's at now. Because... I think a lot of the times when people know things, they don't want to necessarily share because they want to keep people lower than them. And I don't think that nobody should have that. We shouldn't be like that. Everybody should be on the same level. Well, I'm sorry to say this, but mm. that's that's what a lot of these other elected delegates do. They like to keep the members ignorant. But they be ignorant themselves. Yeah. They, they, they be Wikipedia warriors. So all they I do. Plead, I plead the fifth. <laughs> you ain't, listen, you ain't got to plead the fifth. When I was debating these these people in groups, mm. they was, look, look, Wikipedia. I went to my lawyer. I said, you know what they debating me with? I said, Wikipedia. He said, that's not even the source. <laughs> I said, you telling me? You need to tell him. When he come to the show, he go explain all this. But it's like Wikipedia. Well, where y'all getting y'all? This no, Wikipedia isn't no research. Wikipedia says me and Sway, my friend, Sway Calloway have the same birthday. Me and him don't have the same birthday. Wikipedia could be controlled by any one of us in this room. And it's sad that some people who take Wikipedia for as as a valuable source of some people that's out there giving information to other people. It's so sad that some people rely on people for information that don't know what they're saying. And I would never sit up here and say that I know everything. I'm, everything is a learning process. Even with me being in office, I take one day at a time. But if I don't honestly know something, I'm not going to lie and say I know it because eventually I'm going to run into you again. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm going to see you again, so why lie? A lot of people just will tell people anything, and it doesn't e- not even elected officers, just people in the field are giving wrong information from people in the field, and that's a hindrance to us. Like, I want everybody to become shop stores. I want more people to get involved because RTO has a low morale. They don't have people that really get involved. R- com- RTO compared to buses, buses is always involved in stuff. A lot of the, why are you looking surprised? Now's not the time. Really? What depot is this? Because <laughs> my depot where I'm at, they they were unopposed. So nobody, matter of fact, they were unopposed in this election and the last election. Wow. So it's like nobody basically wants to get in. For, so so that's why I want to know what depot is this. Well, I just look, it's more camaraderie. It's more camaraderie in buses versus in RTO. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times in buses, you have you have higher pe- more people in good standing in buses. I know it's because that's untrue, right? That's untrue, right, Damage? No. The whole reason why I know that that's true is because a lot of people in buses get their overtime from the union, so they're going to make sure that they're paid. in map store. Yeah, they're... not a TA surface, though. There's a difference. Okay. Okay. TA surface management assigns the overtime seriously. Okay. And and on the map store side. It's a it's it, it, it's a camaraderie. Oh. The union assigns the overtime. Well, in those locations where the union serve um, give out the overtime, people are more inclined to be in good standings. A lot of people are not in good standings in RTO and don't have a definitive reason as to why they're not in good standings. And the more people who are in good standings, and the more the stronger that we are, 
it'll be better and it's beneficial to all of us. Well, of course, it'll be beneficial to this union because especially with the, um, you know, with our union looking down the barrel of the gun of the Supreme Court, uh, you know, with the Supreme Court case out in California, mm -hmm. you would think, okay, hopefully, hopefully this will be, it's sad what happened with uh, Justice Scalia, but hopefully this will be a wake-up call to the union, to the elected officials to get to mobilize the members better and to try to get people, get the morale up, to get people in good standing. I think that's, because I, I don't even think the good standing is the problem because it's a lot of people in good standing that's not voting either. Yeah, you're right. It's I a mean, lot of people in good standing that's not voting. It's just people not caring. We're in a time where people just don't care. But and people have to care. It's we know that, but how do you get them to care? I honestly Chair, don't know. Chairwoman, let's go. How do you get them to care? I guess by building it. The only way I can see about building up the morale is going out in the field, letting them know that you're there, so then they can see that you're somebody that you can trust so that I can build up the morale. A lot of the times with certain people, you're not going to be able to sway them anyway. They just look at it like they're not going to pay dues, and they don't have a definitive reason why they're not going to pay their back dues. But I feel like when people feel as if you're a person that they can trust, they're more inclined to help or they're more inclined to want to become involved in stuff like that. So all I can do is just take it one day at a time and talk to member one on talk to members one on one. Yeah. I think that you're doing. I think you you're doing a great job as far as utilizing the internet. Thank you. You and Miss Peak. Why are you so quiet over there? Yes, you've been quiet all evening. I think y'all make a good team because I didn't even realize you was missing until she said something because <laughs> she was posting information. And I'm like, she posting information that I need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> she posts information that I need. So I'm like, yo. This and, you, and you post information like you're an elected official. That's why I said, wow. I, I look at it like, okay, yeah. this is serious, you know. But that's that's good. I, I believe the internet is the way. I see y'all posted something about the construction flaggers. I see you trying to take care of your department first at school. Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, they had a work train meeting on Wednesday, and it was something that we had wanted to have a, a construction flagging committee before. But I was out sick, and before I was out sick, I wasn't feeling good. So it was something that I knew I wanted to do. It was just something that I didn't start. And now that I'm back at work and I feel 100% better, now I'm starting to do it. Let me ask you a question. Why isn't the train operators do the meetings with the towers? Because the towers don't give the conductors the lineup. I feel that the, the train operators and the conductors, I mean, train operators and the towers need to have their union meeting together. I think a long time ago they had wanted to have conductor tower, maybe train operators all together, but it was something that was voted against. Why? You know why? I don't know, because I wasn't part of that meeting or anything like that. But I know, I, even though I'm a conductor, I go to the train operators meeting because some of the things that affect them can affect us. Without a doubt. But you can't force other people to do it because if you live in the Bronx and maybe at Dyer Avenue, you're not going to want to come all the way to the Union Hall. But that's something that, I mean, I was there, so I went and I listened to the work train meeting yesterday and also their regular meeting just to know what was going Around on. Around how many people was there? In the work train meeting, <coughs> I believe it was... It was a lot of people there. Over 40, I think they said. It was a lot oh, of people wow. in the morning and a lot of people in the evening because it's a lot of issues that's going on with work trains and the same with construction flagging. What about um, conductor? i never been to a, a, a meeting before. Well, the first meeting that we had in January, it was a substantial amount of people. The second meeting that we had, I wasn't there. because. What, what's substantial? More than what they would normally yes. have. What, like 20? Yeah, maybe it, something like that. See, that that's... It's still low. Me per yeah, me personally, bring your mic down, son. Me personally, what I would do, since everything is low, I would just have everybody together 
because I think at one time people was involved mm -hmm. and probably was too many people to pack up from whatever space they had. I don't know, I'm assuming. But well, since it's so low, I will put everybody together until it start growing. I don't think it was at one point that people were involved. It was, people would come into meetings and they were asking questions and this was something that I experienced. And you ask a question, you don't get an answer and they tell you, all right, next month we'll answer you. And then you come back next month and you're still not getting the answer. So after a while, it's just like, why am I even gonna go? Why am I even, why am I even entertaining this? And I know a lot of the times when I went to the meetings, you can even ask Pete, you would ask a question and it was like, no, we're not answering your question. Like, wow. wait, where? It was like a dictatorship. It was, it was Basically. crazy. So how, has that changed? Yes, because yes, I'm the chair now. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I hear that. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I hear that. You know what? Damn it. Let's go, let's go to a break. Let's go to a break. Let's keep the energy up. It's almost, it's, it's, it's after one. You know, this is when the club, I'm going to go to the club before 2 o'clock. Hmm. <laughs> but I want to make it feel like it's about 3.30 and I need to go home. But the DJ not letting me. And it's the last call for alcohol. Oh. Nah, there ain't no last call in here. It's aggressive <laughs> action, baby. Chris <laughs> <laughs> uh. Young in the building, Belinda Peak. It's a good day today. Let's get it. DTF Radio, the online radio <laughs> blueprint. Yeah. Once again, this is the Progressive Action Show right here on DTF Radio. Shout out to Jamel and Jamel. Ready to know what it is. We'll turn things up a little bit. Make sure to watch us live on DTFRadio.com. Or listen to the show live on that TuneIn Radio. Search DTF Radio.
Once again, you're tuned to the Progressive Action Radio Show right here on DTF Radio. Once again, I'll take you down memory lane tonight. Tune in each and every Friday morning right here from 12 to 2. She's homeless. You know what you're singing right now. Shout out to homies Jamel and Jamel. Let's get it. Progressive Action Radio Show right here on DTF Radio. Yeah, yeah. Two step on, no matter where you at right now. and tools damage what's your instagram and your facebook and all that well my instagram i'm just on instagram it's uh dj damage nyc dj i had a little incident on facebook i can't talk about sound like no some young ladies just got too much time on their hands you know what i'm saying and we just gonna leave it at that progressive action you know I mean? we gonna leave it at that but um dj damage nyc on instagram that's what's up dj damage crystal young belinda peak still in the building i got a question for y'all don't be nervous. Don't be scared. Okay. Why did y'all change the name of y'all group? Me or you? Pete. Okay. Well, the only reason we changed the name is because the election is over. We're no longer a slate 
which that's what we made the group for. So now to be more unified with everyone, don't be breathing hard, Jamel. (laughs) 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 So just to be unified, we don't want people to get confused with the People's Voice, TWU, Transport Workers United, and Stand United. Right now, everyone is one. So we just changed the name so that there's no confusion and everybody's able to work together. Is everybody really one? Well, that's, that's what, what you're hoping. That's what we're hoping. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're working for. We're working towards. I actually like the people's voice. I think that it, it, it to me, it was more than a slate, the name. Mm. Because especially y'all doing community work and more than RTO, it's, it's, it's kind of like redundant to me, I feel. More than RTO means RTO to me. But the people's voice means the people's voice. You can have a people's voice in North Carolina. You can have a people's voice across the country. Mm-hmm. But more than RTO, it's like it's only like a transit thing to me. I well, like the people's voice. Well, that's why it says more than RTO, which means we're going to do more community work, more charity work. So that's why we put more than RTO, because it's not just about RTO. We're going to take a vote. <laughs> we got to ask the people, what, y'all, what do y'all like? <laughs> now, I like the people's voice. It, it, it was cool. Because to me, it was more than a slate. Like, y'all doing more anyway. Y'all having got a bowling event coming up. Want to tell them about that? Yes. Well, <clears throat> we have a bowling event coming up. We might have to change the date. I was informed today by our chair that that date, March 9th, yeah. is actually the date for the union meeting. And we don't want to sway no one away from the union meeting. You want to know what? I got a good idea. Why What's don't that? you just have the union meeting at, at the, the bowling, bowling alley? Event. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> Bring them out. How much are we going to be able to get accomplished <laughs> while we playing bowling and we need to have a meeting going on? <laughs> how many I, people? I want to bowl. How many people you going to get to that union hall? We're going to get a decent amount of people. I guarantee today. you get more people bowling to that than to that union hall. You want to bet on it? Yeah, I bet you you will. All right, here we what, go. We Uh-oh. I bet you you will. So we're looking to push the date back one week. This is the second time I think you changed the date for this woman right No, now. well, hey, we got to do it. You know, she's, she's active. She, she <laughs> want to be involved. You know, I don't want to take her from her real job, which is getting RTO in order. And I believe that Crystal could do it. I believe that I can do it, but it's something that I can't do alone. I have to, we have to all work together. I'm open to suggestions and ideas and everything like that. And something that I want to say that I feel is a hindrance is you have a lot of people who have information and do not share. Like who? Call them out. Mm-mm. That's why we're here. Put them on blast. Who got the information? I'm not gonna I want to know who got the information because I want them to sit right here. And, you know, it takes time to really get things the way, you know, the way you want it. It takes time and it takes, you know, like I said, you're elected now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully, you know, you could get elected again the next time around. Mm-hmm. And personally, I think if you if you accomplished what you did this time, I think, you know, you'll get elected again unanimously next time. Well, it's a trend. It's, I just take everything one day at a time. Like when you initially come into office, the person who was in office is supposed to it's supposed to be a transition period, so they're supposed to show you different things. Oh no, he, he listen. He requested two two times, two counts. <laughs> no, he, he ain't actually you. requested a, a third one, but the third <laughs> one was denied. <laughs> 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 wow, so that so there's that's oh okay. So there's your answer. He ain't trying to show you no, nothing. He didn't show me anything, and that left me at a disadvantage because people, for whatever reason, felt like oh he was good when he was in office and he cared about us. But if 
he did honestly and truly care when the transition period would have took place, he would have showed me what I needed to know to help the members. That's an example of somebody having information and hiding it because all I'm going to do is be a hindrance to the members if it's something that I should know that I'm not being taught. But what I can openly say is Broussard Austin, who's the chair of the train operator this, um, division, he has me under his wing and he shows me like anything. I mean, we all work together, but a lot of the times I'm with Broussard. And Broussard, I could pick his brain and ask him a million and one questions. He's never like, shut up, leave me alone. He's a very cool person. And the same with Kia as well. I can always pick their brain and ask them questions. Shout out to Austin. Broussard. Yeah. Broussard Austin, shout the out to him. The train That's what's up. We learned, that, we learned about him on the sheet with those division sheets. Yeah, yeah. in the shop store class. Yeah, 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 we learned about him. But that's 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 good. You know, it, it's sad. The union's supposed to be about unity. Mm -hmm. And the transition, you know, for it to be poor like that, especially you being new and you coming straight from shop store, that's just like going from high school to the NBA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Starting in the NBA. And you know, it, it's sad that people would act like that because then where's the real unity? But a lot of the times it's, you thought that the person was really mm. for you, but then their masks fall off and you see their true colors. And the thing was, we were telling people that all along, like this person doesn't necessarily care about us. And people didn't believe it. And it was just like, oh, well maybe it's something personal between, when we were running for office, we were being disrespected. And mm -hmm. the whole time you were being disrespected, we didn't say anything yes. about it. You wanna know what, I, I realized that because they was being very disrespectful in some of the groups. And I'm like, they not even responding. Meanwhile, I'm getting attacked like I'm on a slate running because I came straight at them and you know, I could deal with it. I'm cool, I could deal with that all day. Well, you came into with education, so basically that was like kryptonite to yeah. a lot of these people. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, yo, I, I couldn't believe the stuff I was here. I, I couldn't believe the responses when you were coming into with education. And then the thing is also that it's in the constitution and the bylaws that education is an essential part of a union delegates um you know being a union delegate so it actually so so if you want to so, so so if you want to be technical they're in violation of the constitution <laughs> and the bylaws because i'm wondering what do they teach these delegates but see you know what it is crystal and and like and i know you two will agree with me that you from what i've seen a lot of these people just want to be off the road and they want to be away from their tools Mm -hmm. So this is why they, they they get a taste of, you know, one of you know like one term, two terms. They get a taste of that and they get used to it. So now when you come and you and they get beat, they get mad. Mm -hmm. And then also, that can be a factor as well. And then also, I'm the only female chair in the entire union. We noticed that. And I'm the only African American. I don't know if the secret. Young Af right? Yeah. I, I, I know. I noticed it. That's what listen. I see it. I see it. That's why I told you. You would, you would. That's why I told you you were the first one to unseat, you know, an independent to unseat an incumbent mm -hmm. like that from a shop store. That's why I said, oh shoot. I think that's why Homeboy had a hard time transitioning. I think he had a hard time because he's been disrespecting me for so long, and for you, for somebody to disrespect somebody for so long, and then that person beat them. Mm -hmm. That for, for and a, some and guys a, and, a, and, a, and a black woman beat them. Exactly. For some guys, that's going to hurt their ego because he didn't think that he was going to lose. I, I grew up. I, I, I refuse to lose to a girl. I don't care if we's playing checkers. I'm not losing to no Wait, girl. So I'm going to need you to come to this bowling event so I can beat you real quick. Ooh. I'm going to need that to happen. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> and I said that on the air. I'm going to need that to happen because I can bowl. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Ooh. 
<laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Wow, okay. But yeah, you know? like well, you know, like Jamel said, you know, a lot of people they just want to get away from their tools because these jobs don't pay a lot of money. You'll make more money on the road. In certain instances, yeah. Yeah, you make more money on the road mm-hmm. than than doing these jobs. And it just makes me think, why do you really want to do it? Not you in particular, but you know, other people that I knew that was running. Mm-hmm. But even with the education thing, I went to Stillwell to a shop gate, whatever kind of gate mm-hmm. it was. It was really like a deflate gate because nobody <laughs> wasn't there but them. You know what? <laughs> <It's a deflate laughs> That's what it really was. But, you know, I brung up education and it's like I got attacked. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and um, they probably felt that I was attacking because, you know, that's what psychology does. The truth hurts mm-hmm. with other people and people will have regrets or doubts and they pass of what they should have done and what they knew they should have done and didn't do it. And then when you re- rehash that, you know, it brings it brings upon hurt. But one thing I respect about Joe Campbell was that when I was battling his whole sl- with his slate, some people on his slate, he stayed quiet. And then Joe just out of nowhere recently started talking all his knowledge. And I'm like, wow, I, I, I'm just confused why he didn't use that as his platform. Because Joe is very intelligent. Yeah. Like, like recently I started seeing him, like, and I had to ask him, like, why do you didn't use this as part of your platform? I wish you two would have connected in some form of fashion. Because he, I think that if he was to run again, he's going to drop a lot of people off. And I can't wait for him to come up here mm-hmm. to ask him. Because I really like Joe now. I can't wait for him to come up here. But I think, like, like minds like you and him, need to come together and just brainstorm. And Joe has a serious union spirit because wherever he was at before he came to transit, he was also on a union job. So when I look at his posts, when I the 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 things that he posts and the things that you know, it basically it's just like wow, this guy's just tough and he knows what he's talking about. So and as far and and as far as politics in this country, we you know, we share the same views on the politics in the country. So that's why I said, wow, man, I got to get this guy on this show. Yeah, and, and to, you know, to be raw with you, to hear a, a Caucasian man speak like that, it's like, it's, it's almost like refreshing mm-hmm. because people will listen when the Caucasian man listening, when when the Caucasian man saying it, but when we saying it, it's like we complaining, mm-hmm. we not being grateful, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. But shout out to Joe. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, when he... Um, spoke about let's be specific Joe Campbell when Joe Campbell when Joe Campbell when Joe Campbell spoke about on Facebook institutional racism mm-hmm. within the MTA and within the authority my, my eyes popped out my head when I read mm. the post I couldn't believe it because again you you used to people like Al Sharpton and all these other you know leaders talk about institutional racism but not a Caucasian man, you know? So that's why I say, wow, man, this is what, you know, but basically for him to say it, it's, you know, it's a lot going on within the MTA that people don't talk about. Yeah, because even when you go, as far as being an RTO, you go to the crew rooms and you ask a lot of black people, how you feel about MTA? You think they racist? They be like, yeah, yeah, they racist. But they say it in whispers, but they won't say it loud. And I think that, I, I wouldn't say MTA is fully racist. I think they oppress us in certain ways. We get more discipline more than NYPD, and we don't shoot people. Trains don't, trains don't jump platforms. Mm-hmm. People, jump, people jump on the tracks, you know what I'm saying? And I don't understand why or how the discipline is so high 
with us throughout every any agency in the city. And then why they try to economically affect us by taking days away from us being in the street. Mm -hmm. I had a case against NYPD that I beat myself. And they got, their punishment was, they lost vacation days, all this extracurricular time. Like I feel if transit wanna punish us, take our AVA days, take our OTO time. Don't let us lose time from our paycheck to paycheck because the reality is a lot of people live in paycheck to paycheck down yeah, there. That's true. And that's, that's probably something that they know and that's why they do it. As far as what you were saying about Joe Campbell, I actually know Joe Campbell. I mean, I'm not gonna say me and him are like the best of friends, but I used to work in hydraulics. And when I was in hydraulics and I got kicked out of the apprenticeship program, I actually went to him and he kind of helped me. So he's very knowledgeable, he's approachable. And when we were running, it wasn't so much we were going against or bashing anybody that was running. Anybody who wanted to run, that was their right to do so. But I couldn't run, I'm not gonna run with people who don't respect me. <coughs> so he had a people in RTO and he felt like those were the people that he chose were to run, that he felt could run RTO. And I'm not running with, I'm not fighting with you and running with you at the same time. Exactly. That just seems totally absurd. Who did Joe have run on his slate for um your spot, you Crystal? Um, Bailey. I don't even know. Um, Mike Bailey. Yeah, Rick Bailey. I don't even know who that is. And a lot of these people were, when we ran last election, I ran, last election I ran with Stand United. So last election when I ran Stand United, they, they had a problem with that. So it was like, that's how I ended up, I feel like that's how I ended up losing. <laughs> Stan who? I, I felt like that. Stan who? Who can you, can, can you let me talk? I felt like that. Stan who? I felt like that's how I ended up losing some of the votes that I lost because they felt as if I was knowledgeable and they felt as if I shouldn't run with them. And who? Who? Some of the people that was on um, Transport Workers United. Wait, Stan United or Transport Workers United? No, I'm saying when I last time when I ran, I ran with Stan United, and some people from Transport Workers United felt as if I wasn't doing the right thing. So they spent their time, you know, bashing me. Well, if that's what you want to do during your campaign, then okay, that's what you want to do. <laughs> but then next election, you can't play, oh, hey, I'm sorry, let's work together now. You you made a full-time career out of bashing me. I, I, I just can't do that. And the things that you said was things that you believe were right when you sat up there and you talk about me. So now that you're apologizing, you don't really, you, you're just apologizing for me to try and work with you. You didn't really respect me because if you respected me, you wouldn't have never said anything bad about me. So how you feel about that now? Because you 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 about unity, mm -hmm. so you have to put that to the side. Oh, yeah. No, I do put that to the side. I mean, anything bad that somebody says about me, I still as a chair, I still have to represent people. Whether you in good standing or bad standing, whether you like me or you don't, it's a bigger picture. But a lot of people don't see that bigger picture, and they're honestly team petty. So if you have people that are <laughs> petty, you can't. They they're never gonna rise to the top because they don't see the bigger picture. There's so much more things that people could do instead of bashing other people. Like you can get, I've always told people, if you have information and you can help, not a problem, I'm willing to accept it. But if you're gonna spend your time saying, oh, if I would've been in office, I would've did this, and I, I could've been better. You gonna keep saying that for three years? That's what you are gonna do with your life, really? Let me ask you a, a, a question. Who would be your dream slate? You think we need to come go to a break <laughs> for you to think about that? I would like to know who is Crystal Young's dream slate. We know we know, we know your partner in crime right here. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna start calling y'all Tom and Jerry. 
Really? Partner in crime. Honestly, everybody that I ran with, mm-hmm. I picked them. And I can honestly say some of the people that I ran with on my slate, at one point in time, we may not have necessarily got along and we bumped heads. But my thing is, I will never take away what somebody has done, their work. They, you can't take that away from somebody, even though I might not necessarily get along with you. Everybody that I ran with was for the members. And they have followings in certain areas where people, for instance, when I ran last election and I went to Pelham. Pelham is a place where that's Raul Lugo and Michelle Figueroa's. That's their house. Mm-hmm. I ran. I ran. I would, you know, you put up flyers. I put up a flyer. I would go to the bathroom. The flyer's gone. Like, I just, like, where's the flyers going? But that was their house. So they felt like I was invading their house. So I would never take away the work that Michelle and Raul do. And Michelle and Raul are effective shop stewards. Everybody on my slate was shop stewards. Everybody on my slate, I felt like, was effective. Everybody on my slate has a following. So that's why I picked the different people that was on my slate. Well, and we all respected one another as well. Oh, okay. Well, that's how it is in the depots also. It's like, um, you know, Stand United had a serious stronghold in a lot of the depots in Map Store. You know, especially in my depot, Manhattanville. You know, a lot of, a lot of flyers that uh, that Transfer Workers United would put up, they would tear it down. Mm. You know, I know uh, Barry Roberts and them had a hard time. You know, matter of fact, they were, from what I understand, they were trying to get. You know, they got management to kick Barry Roberts and all of them other other Transfer Workers United slate members out when all they were trying to do was shopgate and put up flyers you know so that's what i mean when i say you know this last election here was they just made it out to be a real dirty contest you know and if you really if you're really a, in my eyes if you're a class if you're a class act mm-hmm. and if you know your stuff you don't have to resort to all of that stuff exactly. but you, a lot of you really don't with smoke and mirrors when you confuse people and it's too much going on like a lot of people were getting turned off by the election because they were saying it was too much back and forth, but they they couldn't take the time to distinguish who was who and no, didn't really notice. Some of them didn't notice that it wasn't any of us that was doing it. And for us to be out there campaigning and being called out of our name by people who were already in office, that was just totally crazy. That's crazy that somebody's running for office to represent you and disrespecting you at the same time, and people are black backing what they're saying. It's it's crazy. You know, you know, it was a lot of distractions going on as far as with um. Joe Campbell slate because after the election was over the people that they was debating with and slant like it was a lot of slander going down from this person did this this person did that as soon as they won they disappeared and I'm like yo they just use you use y'all as a distraction to make y'all not stay on the topic because one thing that you did you ignored all the slander mm-hmm. and you stayed on pace with what Chris do have been doing for, I guess for whatever got you to where you at. And I think that was key. Like they was casting stones at you and you just laid mm-hmm. on a cross and- And you know what, I have, to, I have to give credit where credit is due. Peak was the one a lot of the times was, Peak was the one a lot of the times telling me not to entertain certain things. Cause if I see somebody say something, it's like, oh, it's clapback season. It's time for me to address this. Like, mm-hmm, and I'm telling you, it was so many times I was like, because I don't, I call her Sister Peak. It was like Sister Peak, and she like, nope, don't say nothing. But Sister Peak, that's what I call. That's her. it. A lot of the time, it, it, in the hindsight, you see, it's, hindsight is always twenty twenty. It's better that I didn't address it. But it's just normally when somebody says something to you, it's like, oh, you saying something to me? Okay, well I'm gonna say, but it didn't even make sense because they didn't really have anything. To bad to really say. If you really look at what they were saying, it wasn't, oh, she's giving out information. She's on Facebook. Why aren't you giving out the information? Why are you spending time on Facebook 
to bash me instead of giving out information because wikipedia can't answer everybody's questions they don't know how to utilize google past wikipedia and it's amazing how you see these people only during election time on facebook you don't see them no other time trying to give out useful information but yet they want to critique and give <laughs> and give opinions mm-hmm. when you're trying to give facts. So basically, that's what I, I looked at. I looked at a lot of these blogs, and I'm like, "Yo, y'all, y'all bugging, y'all, you know, y'all crazy." Because I, you know, my cousin told me he's like, "Yeah, you know, I asked Crystal a, a question some time ago, and she got back to me with the answer. You know what I mean? I, I think that was good, but like I said, it's a different type of generation, mm-hmm. and we the generation that understand computers." older generation don't really know how to utilize computers like I don't understand why people wasn't doing videos a long time ago on Facebook and why nobody never thought about doing a show a radio I'm quite sure there's resources involved as far as like even to get to a platform like this but I just felt that what you did it was it it was innovative to them and sometimes when you introduce something new to people they be rejecting Mm -hmm. because they don't understand it fully you know what I'm saying? And they got computers in front of them, but you could put a computer in front of somebody and they don't know how to use it. How you going to get the best out of it? Well, yeah. well, you know, um, I think that's a contribution to, um, I would say, people on the job that have, like, maybe my time, you know, like our time mm-hmm. and more, but, it's, but particularly people with over 20 years. Again, this is in the union elections. It was always they came around to the locations they threw a bunch of flies on the table and that was how they and that and that was the campaign so that's so again this is what still even up to this day this is what they were used to doing mm-hmm. you know they would go to staples to get the fancy uh schmancy what you call us with their mm-hmm. pictures on it or whatnot but other than that that's it and your and your opinion crystal who you think was the best president <laughs> it's just your opinion they can't get mad at you for that no, they, they, they can't get mad. I mean, what they go do, though? Um, I can't really say who I think was the best. Everybody brought something different to the table as far as... So should I ask you the opposite end of that spectrum? Who was the worst? Oh, gosh. <laughs> 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 nah, you can't say that. They all, they all was bad in some way, but... No, it's, uh, it's good and bad with everything. So... You can't take away, like, if I'm not going to take away anything from the people that I, I'm not going to take away anything from anybody. Everybody has their strong suits and things that they did that people agree with and things that they didn't do that people, and things that they did that people agree with and things that people didn't agree with. I know as far as Samuelson, he's getting out to RTO locations and he's talking to people now, and I know that's something that he wants, he's be, he's becoming more visible in RTO. I, I you know, I, I tell Jamel this, I don't think, because I hear a lot of bad things about Samuelson. And I was buying into it a little bit, but I don't think that he is like what people saying he is. It's a lot of people who, if you're a person that was a follower of Tucson and you are a firm believer he he was the best president and he did everything right, you're not gonna wanna hear anything else anybody has to say. You're gonna automatically think that, no, because Tucson was the best. But like I said, everybody has good and everybody has bad. since I've been in the union, it was easy for me to come into the union as me being somebody who ran on a different slate than them and for them not for them not to embrace me at all. So it was easy for them to do that. And that's not something that I that happened since I've been there. Everybody has been 
nice, helpful. If you need anything, let me know. If you need any information or coming by the office and telling me things that I, I didn't necessarily know. People from buses, just all different departments. And they don't have to do that. They could look at it like, well, we're staying united and you wasn't staying united. But but as a union, um, seriously, we need to come together because I mean, you're aware of what's going on in California. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the stats, I didn't know this until the shop steward class, but black people are, more, are part of unions more than Caucasians. So by them trying to destroy unions, they trying to destroy African-Americans mm-hmm. because you have two things, especially in psychology. You have individualism, which is which basically what the United States is, we individuals, we think about self all the time. And then you got collectivism. When it comes to African-Americans, the powers that be treat, uh, treat us as collectivism, not individuals. They think one one person did something bad of color, they classify all of us, and the police shootings and all that is reflective of that. But by them destroy, trying to destroy unions, I believe that they trying to destroy black people's livelihoods, without a doubt. They want us to be like, you know what? You you fired today. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. No union to back you up, no nothing. And they trying to not <clears throat> what is it? pay um the, the union dues. Give us a choice. Make us a right-to-work state. Right now, we're a forced unionism state. Mm-hmm. They want to make us a right-to-work right, right to work state. And I believe that only transit go get affected. And YPD go still pay their union dues because they believe in their union. Fire department go still pay their union dues because they believe in their union. And sanitation is also. Well, it go, transit go be the problem. Well it, all go, <clears throat> well, it all goes back to the members being involved because that you know those demographics and those members of those or of those of those jobs they believe in their union because they know what their union can do for them exactly their so union protects them their union protects them exactly so basically this is what i mean when i say our union has to get on the ball with that and assure these members and assure and, you know, assure everybody that listen this is what we're going to do we're going to go in there we're going to negotiate a fair and just contract we're not gonna come out of this, you know. You know, we're gonna go in there, you know, um, and not be treated like second-class citizens, you know. So, like I said, um, you know, to I wanted to chime in on what you asked her about, um, you know, presidents. You know, um, like I said, Michael Quill was a great man. If y'all know the history of Mike Quill, he created this union. This was his baby, basically, and he took the union. You know, he took the union. He, he constantly fought. And he took the union out on strike 50 years ago, okay? And basically he was telling the judge to drop dead in his robe. And he also, if people don't know, marched for civil rights. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, he walked across that Edmund Pettus Bridge, the same bridge that was walked across marching for voter rights, okay? So that man was a good, that man was an excellent president. But of course, this before my time, it's before our time. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but as far as my time so far, I can honestly say that Tucson's my favorite president. And I say that because this is the man that stood up to the powers that be and had the courage to stand up to the powers. Because when all these chairs and these departments and in these depots were, t- were brainwashing members and telling them the strike was unnecessary. Oh yeah, no, this is all, he's a dictator, he does this, he does that. Well listen, Stu- st- stupid. There's an executive board and you have to vote on these things. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to strike today. You can't do that. It's an ignorant 
way to think, mm -hmm. you know? And basically, okay, sure, you know, we had to pay back money or whatever, but you, know, but you wanna know one of the, you know, one of the, a couple of the gains that we got are out of that strike were basically retirement benefit, you know, benefits in retirement for, you know, for everybody in Martin retirement. Martin Luther King. And, Ma and, Ma and Martin Luther King's birthday. Yeah. When me, and basically the, the MTA threw that in there to basically try to squelch us to try to come back to work, mm -hmm. okay? So this is what I mean where I say it, it had to come to that in order to get that holiday off. 22 years after it was enacted in, 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 in the country, after it was enacted, you know, after his birthday was made a holiday in 1983. And okay? then, and so, then, so, yeah. so this is what I mean where I say, this is a man that stood up to Mayor Bloomberg and saw everything that was going on with the social engineering that Tramiel talks about all the time, because basically he knew that, listen, this is why they're doing what they're doing, because this job is predominated, is dominated by black and Spanish, black and brown. And, and he called us thugs. Yes. So, did. so when you when you look at a workforce and you call them thugs, you ain't calling the fire department thugs. Not this, at right? all. You calling them hardworking men of New York City that deserves a raise because they brave and they run into fires and things like that. But he classified us as thugs, which automatically shows his racial side okay. and how they view us. So you can't ignore things like that. And I believe that's the reason why we get what we get. And because that's how they view us as thugs. We don't deserve much. What do a thug deserve besides jail? They look at us, y'all lucky to have a job. Y'all got the nerve to strike. And, you know, my thing was, and even I had this argument on Facebook with somebody, I said, listen, somebody had the nerve to say, well, he didn't know what capacity, he, he, he didn't know how he was using the word. I said, really? Yeah, right. And listen. then a guy took, went to Wikipedia and looked up the definition of thug <laughs> and tried to debate me with that. And I said, what is that? <laughs> right. So, you know, my thing is, I said, listen, if our union was dominated by Jews and they were out there striking, would he have called them thugs? No. Of course not. He wouldn't have called them nothing. He wouldn't have called them nothing. <laughs> and matter of fact, they probably, got a, uh, they probably got a better deal. As far as what you were saying about people not knowing about the e-board, it's fear and ignorance, so they'll really sit up there and think that Toussaint had say in everything and it's not a system of checks and balances. And that's something that, why I want people to become more involved so they understand how things work and it's not as if it's something that's blind to them because I believe a lot of the time people, nobody took the time to explain to people how things were going on or how things work. So they just took it for being, a, it's hard to, to tell somebody something and get them to fully grasp it if they're not fully explaining it to them. They're just taking for face value what you're saying. They need to understand the e-board and how the e-board works and elected officers and, and, and everybody should know who's in charge in their department. When I used to be in hydraulics, I knew all of my union representatives. And when we were in hydraulics and we had to go do training at, um, at Avenue X, I knew who the people were in car equipment because they came out and they spoke to the people during lunch. So people need to know who's everybody in the department, what's their role, their VP. It shouldn't be when you're introducing yourself to somebody, they have no idea who anybody is in their department. Even if you don't care about the union, you should still know who's representing you and who's in office or anything like that. That's, I feel, the, the least that people should know. Right, and you know, the e-board um, in, in the union, that's like Congress. I mean, con you know, d don't nothing go down without their vote. Mm -hmm. exactly. and, and, and not just on strikes and stuff, everything. Everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but we, as a union, we have to tighten up. 
and we have to do things to get more people involved. Like right now, I took a whole stack of tuition reimbursement papers, and I want people to see. You know, they give you up to three thousand a year. Mm-hmm. It's better than nothing. And you have to maintain a certain GPA. I'm not worried about that. I'm an honor student. I'm not we, saying, I'm we not, not saying, worried. We not worrying about numbers I'm over here. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying when you like you're telling like we want to tell people, but we want to don't think you're gonna go to school and you're gonna get D's and the union is gonna pay for it. No, that, I mean, I think it's a dope thing. I think it should be more than $3,000, but hey. The yeah. union has a lot of things to offer, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a part of the union. They have different classes that people could take as far as learning um, electronics, um, learning languages languages and stuff like that. These are things that people should take advantage of. Oh, yeah, computers and, right. oh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff that they have that's uh, really good. And I, and I myself for, um, have, for years, have utilized a training and child care fund. Mm-hmm. Now let, let me ask you a question. What's up with management? Like they, I, what I don't understand what they do with promotional tests. Honestly, I believe that they should give people what to study because at the end of the day, you are smarting in the workforce on information, especially if they want to promote. Do you think they really want a smart workforce? No, and that, that's my problem. Now, they given a towers test twice within a year. Mm-hmm. So you doubling up on the test, they getting rich. They are they, all about the money. They getting rich. I think that's totally unfair. I believe that the people who took it before needs to get a voucher to just take it again. Because to me, that's like, that's it's robbery to me. Like you make these tests super duper hard. The people go learn whatever they go learn inside school car anyway. Mm-hmm. You got to hold school car responsible to what they learn. Make it longer. You need people. So that goes to the point of what you were saying before is, this, I mean, what you were saying as far as the six years, they want people to promote. Promotion is a dead end because a lot of people is not passing these promotional See, tests. They want people, but they only want certain people. So if you make the test and you make the test hard enough, you'll be able to weed out people, weed out certain people. I mean, let's, that's just honestly speaking. And then another thing is in buses, right? And, mm-hmm. and damage can, um, can corroborate this, right? And there's only one path of promotion, especially in map store. You go from bus operator to dispatcher and then superintendent. So basically, you can only have but so many dispatchers. So that's what I mean when I say that right there where you said, well, okay, it's six years top salary, so they want people to promote, but everybody can't promote. Well, okay, they want people to promote, but more so they want people to, to, to file, to have the filing period, and then they're paying for the exam. Once transit has the money, I mean, they really honestly probably don't care if you pass or fail. But I, I looked at it like it's more of an incentive <laughs> for people to... to <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it like it's more of a peop- more of an incentive for people to promote on the aspect of if you know that the money's not going to going to go towards your pension, you will want to move up so that you're making more. But I believe that's something that's not transit's best interest. And, I don't, well, tra- I believe transit. Like I said, um, back I remember they started administering their own exams mm-hmm. back in July of 2011. So when I saw that, I said, wow, okay. So this is basically their way of just getting money. But they're still governed by the civil service laws and yeah. DCAS. yeah, yeah. So DCAS still has their foot in them mm-hmm. as far as- Making them follow the laws Making stuff. them follow the laws well, and stuff. So, they ain't, so they, they're not exempt from, that, from the laws and whatnot, you know? Well, what I believe is they'll give a test and they'll have grades. They can pick who they want at first before the list is established. And that's- kind of like their selection process. And then after the list is established, if somebody, like if Peak 
had a hundred and I had a seventy, but they called me. Then they would call Peak, and then I think my seniority would would basically move because Peak actually scored higher than me. But how could they do that legally? I honestly don't know. I guess they're looking at it like the list isn't established and they need people. But I've known I've I've known instances where they called people before the list was established, and then later on they had to change the seniority. But and I looked at it like they don't, they wanted certain people for the job. That's why they did because it. I I was told by Birdie that I could call for um uh. What's the ATD position right now? You could call for it? I could get an ATD position right now. Without taking the test? I took the test. But I could get a provisional ATD position right now. See, that's the thing. They'll put people in provis provisional positions, and then later on, once the list is established, then they'll, they'll make them permanent. Yeah, that's what I was told. I was told exactly that. Because they do, they do the same thing. I, I, I just think that's another way to weed out who they want and who they don't want. If they know certain people take the test that they want to become a supervisor, then they can call them before the list is established. Yeah. Well, yeah, because even what's going on with um, recently, there was an arbitration decision. I forgot exactly what it was, but for the dispatchers in my section, well, in buses, the command center, which is out of East New York Depot, out in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. what, what was going on is management wanted to, from what I was told by them, management wanted to merge TA, Surface, Map Store, and MTA bus, MTA buses, the private buses, they wanted to merge them there together and have and have and have those slots, resume slots, as opposed to them picking there, which is what they always did. Mm. So their union went to arbitration behind that. They were fighting, and I forgot what the outcome was, but their pick was held up behind that. You did know, you, did you hear anything about um, management or superintendent trying to get unionized? Yeah, I actually heard something about it, but some super, no, that was, no, did I? I don't know, I don't remember. They trying to become unionized now. I know the people that work in RCC, they want to become part of a union. Yeah, so superintendents, basically at that level, superintendents, general superintendents, they want to, but they had a, a roadblock because um, it was a matter of ha having to see whether or not they make policy or not as far so as far as the law is concerned i believe if you if you make policy then you can't be a part of a union but superintendents and general superintendents don't make policy i believe somebody told me that that came down and said okay y'all can super superintendents could be a part of the union but i don't think but i think they said general superintendents can't be a part mm. so they said no we want we want all these people a part of we want all these people a part of it mm. but all, all or none if, the th if they wasn't so abusive against us, we would be their allies at the end of the day. You're talking about supervision? Yes. I don't think that all, you, I believe that you're putting them all in the same category. And all supervisors are not bad. Some of them, they knew what it was like to come from rank and file, and they, they help. Well, which level supervisors, though? Because I believe the higher ups, I believe they forget where they come from a lot of the time. Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. It all depends. It's, you can't base one person and, and say that's everybody some of them are not some of them don't have a problem with helping they may give you information to help out the members but i'm not going to say all of them are like no that. yeah that, that's what i'm saying but when you look at the workforce the workforce is go believe managed because we, we are i never got in trouble but the way i look at it and i hear from people management is the enemy not and i ain't talking about like t because a lot of the tss's is cool atds tds they they cool you know what i'm saying for the most part but the high ups, the superintendents, 
it be crazy sometimes. You have good and bad everywhere. No, I, I know that. I know that. But I don't hear the good. <laughs> I, that's, you ain't going to hear that the field either. That's the thing, though. You have to experience people on your own. Yeah, that's yeah. what I feel Yeah, like. without a doubt. Without a so, doubt. So, I mean, as far as superintendents, certain ones, you got some that are there for you. I'm quite sure. And, and then as you come in, like the years that you have in, the years that I have in, the years Crystal have in, some of these people were promoted that was hourly with you that you work with. So, I mean, as far as them being so bad, I mean, to me, no. Maybe to you, yeah, but you have to experience people on a one-on-one. -on -one. Trust me, I go through it all the time. People think that I'm the enemy. I wonder why. <laughs> people, th people think that I'm the enemy. I'm the coolest person you can know. But just don't, like just don't get on my bad side. For instance, there's a, um, a superintendent, and his name is Fantuzzi. And I had an issue. There was an issue with the bathroom at 148th and Lennox. And I called Fantuzzi, and he was more than willing to fix whatever issue, what the issue was. And he was saying, I wish more people would let us know what's going on so that they can fix like they they don't have a problem with fixing it there's times when i've met people and they have no problem with helping but people do not say anything who's going to fix this deadhead time mm. that's lord uh -oh. that need to be fixed who's going to fix this deadhead time that's what they need the deadhead time that's how, all, how, all you told me about how that am i time. how am i getting it's from right. far rockaway to Stillwell at express hours during flagging and all this other stuff at three o'clock in the morning this is something that we spoke about during the pick me, and it's something that they're going to look into. Things are not, I, it seems as if the, the important things that should have been addressed when some people were in office before, they didn't address. Like uh, trying to have it where we get reimbursed for our boots because other departments are reimbursed for our boots, mm -hmm. our, um, for their boots. And oh, what about the AVA time? I'm going to need you to stop cutting me off. What about the AVA time? Look, I'm excited now. I'm excited now. I'm excited now. You got real excited at 1.57 a.m. <laughs> as far as the deadhead time, that was something that we're looking into. As far as the boots and getting reimbursed as other departments, we filed a grievance for that, so that's something that we're looking into. As far as the AVAs, uh, we had met with the superintendents down at Real um, RCC. And we spoke to Lorraine Lassiter about how a lot of people are not getting days off when they're putting in for days. That's not something that can be addressed at just a regular general meeting. It's something that has to be addressed during contract time. So it's not, we're taking heed to what's being said to us, but a lot of things can't be fixed until it's contract time. So how about the, um, could the no lunch be addressed? No lunch, what do you mean? All right, this is the thing. After 20 minutes, 20 minutes or below, you get no lunch, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's, no, it, what is it, yeah, 20, 19, 19, 19 minutes. 19 or less. Now, that's, that's totally untrue because you got to be on your train two minutes before it leaves. So it should, technically, it should be 21 or 22 minutes because you got to be on your train two minutes before you leave, which means that it cuts your lunch technically two minutes short. So that's something that we can possibly bring up. Yeah. Like I said, if you come to me with ideas, then I don't have a problem with, you know, speaking to somebody to try to address it because... We all need to work together. All right. How, how can the people reach Crystal Young? The people can reach me on email. My email address is cy at twlocal100.org. Or they can also call me at 646-709-4111. Her eyes was in the back of her head, people. She was thinking of that number. Uh, so That means hard. she got to dust the phone off. <laughs> <laughs> she got to dust the phone off. You should have seen her face. I thought she was going into an epileptic seizure or something. <laughs> Say it again for them, Crystal. The phone number is 646-709-4711, and the email address is cyoung 
at twlocal100.org. You know what? When I was campaigning, I was so used to giving out my regular cell number, telling people if they have any issues or anything like that, they can contact me. And I, that's what I'm still used to, but I need to have what people are calling my union cell instead of my personal cell because people will call you at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have I to heard, be, you have to be available, though. Things, this is a 24-hour system. That's right. You have reps that work at night. Listen, you have to be available. This, <laughs> this have, is the, when, when am I going to sleep? You're not supposed to. It's a lot of work to be done. When there's a lot of work to be done, you can't sleep. I'm going to explain to you. When The whole reason why I got sick before was I was out, and I was, I was out for two weeks, and I was in the hospital. But I came back to work before I should have, and I was ripping and running and doing everything that I was supposed to be doing. Not getting the proper rest. And I was not getting the proper rest. So if I, being that I didn't get the proper rest, I was in the hospital for days. I was dehydrated. I was, it was like, I was really sick all because I was trying to come to work and do what I was supposed to do and go above and beyond. So we need time to actually rest and recoup. You, it doesn't make sense for me to get sick again just for me trying to be available. Right. All, all Listen, night. if I get in trouble at three o'clock in the morning, I don't want to hear that you tired. Mm. I want Crystal Young to pick up the phone for me. Mm. But you because a shop steward though, so like I said, I was about to say, yeah, shout out to Kamal. Hold on, hold on. I do not know, she's voted in. She's I voluntarily went to that shop store. <laughs> Just like she, she voluntarily was, she, ran. <laughs> but she won. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> you know what? No, but for real, Tramel, congratulations on becoming Thank the shop you. steward. You know that, that, that was part Thank of our you. plan. We, we didn't want to start the show without, because if we, we know people go come and be stupid and, oh, what are y'all? Y'all just run y'all mouth and this, that, this, that. No, I'm an honest student in college. I run my own business. I got this radio show now, and I'm surrounded around great people. And I'm not scared. I don't fear anything. I'm here, and that's what it's going to be. You got my full support, Crystal. Thank Belinda you. have my full support. Everybody in this room got my full support. Thank He's you. the older cousin, but I'm the bigger cousin. That's how this work here. Did y'all work that out? Because he looks a little bit confused about that. Did y'all work that out? He's the older, but I'm the biggest one. Okay. I mean, I'm only older by a few years. <laughs> you make it sound like I'm old generation you know, in front of you. Even with, with, with Damage, when we, um, first, I, I'm a hip-hop artist, so I was on his show. Like, matter of fact, you wasn't even here when I was on your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I approached him about the radio show, and, you know, I was like, yo, you want to be a part of it? He's like, man, I'm honored to be a part of it. So I'm just happy that he's here. I'm happy Jamel here. I'm happy to have y'all as my first guest. I told Jamel, I said, look, we gotta have Crystal as the first guest. I don't care about nothing else. Aww. Crystal have to be the first guest of the show because we believe that the show is gonna be something big and for us to build mm -hmm. on. But just like y'all need support, we need support too. So, you know, when we post this in a group, we want this in, in all the groups that y'all are part of. Y'all okay. pages, you can post it more than one time. Um, like I said, I am, you know, we go wrap this up. Even though we started late. <laughs> All right, so you know what? Damage, take us to a break and we'll come back and wrap up the show. All right. DTF Radio, the online radio <laughs> blueprint. Yeah, I'm gonna take you back to a little old school flavor right now. Let's go. Hey, young world, the world is yours. Hey, young world, the world is yours. Young world, young world, the world is yours. Young world, young world. It may cause concern, it's. Why don't you listen 
once was strong But due to society, even that's turned wrong Times have changed It is cool to look bummy and be a dumb dummy And disrespect your mommy Have you forgotten? Who put you on this earth, huh? Who put you up And who loved you since your birth? Reward is a brainwashed kid going wild Young little girls already have a child Bad company Hey, now you've been framed Hurted and ashamed ruining And your mommy can't cope Hey, little kids don't follow these dopes As a rule from a non-fool Your life don't drool Don't be a fool like those that don't go to school Get ahead and accomplish things You'll see the wonder and the joy life brings Don't admire these kids. Hey, yeah. they don't admire you Their time's limited, hard rocks too So listen, be strong, scream, whoopie doo Go for yours, cause dreams come true so proud of you too And this is a message that the ruler you know, Rick threw you know And it's true what, you know what? Good. 
DTF Radio. Yeah. What's your name, love? What you came from? Neck and wrist laced up. Very little makeup. Swims at the Reebok. You know you're singing right now. Up a sugar and spice. The only thing that you made up. I tried to play a low key, but couldn't keep it down. Asked her to dance, and she was like, Yo, I'm leaving now. An hour later, I said I'm from Jamaica. She said, Man, Chris straight up, skanking my the back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their hopes in check, 'cause though they sweat a brother majorly, and I don't know why your girl. Another black man caught up in the mix, mix. trying to make a dollar out of 15 a cents. Just 'cause I'm a freak don't mean that we can hit the sheets. Maybe I can see that you don't recognize. Between me and him, you've got to choose, girl. 
newest thing, baby. I wanna dance with you. Track masters, rock on. Radio. We're gonna party for a little bit. Yep. Baby, yes. Rock on. DJ Damage. I'm doing miss. My name is Hell. I'm for Queens. I heard about your man. He like the lace shoe with green. Don't shake up on a mosquito with Donna jeans. But he slipped up. He threw his rock to a fiend. He be playing like a willy because he dressed shit up. Never knowing that his woman is in need of love. He got Versace, gold links, stomach chains with rocks. Uh. Your hairstyle, but you stuck up in the spot Making love, Duke is weak, then he falling asleep You on the phone with your old peeps Dying to creep between my sheets So what you got Chanel on your feet Hot sex on a platter makes the mission complete uh. When it's in a glass house Soon as he turn the corner I'ma turn that turn out full blown Fucking uh, in the six With the chrome Yo B uh, Why you leave your honey All alone with me Just because you blessed With cash Doesn't mean your honey Won't let me finesse that You see the moral of the story Is a woman need love The kind your so-called Players never dreamed of You got to try love Can't buy love If you play your hand Then it's bye-bye love Shaking. 
Damage, man. You look. I gotta work tomorrow. I don't even think I'm gonna go in, man. Messing with you tonight, man. Yeah, DJ Damage is really good. I was in <laughs> yes. here dancing. I didn't DJ realize y'all could see me on camera because yeah. I really can't dance. But. I gotta get over my kids in the morning, man. That's not that's not very chairwoman like to be dancing on camera. Ooh, I, oh, I didn't know I was on camera. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> right, because when you get in the union, you can't dance. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what's that? I'm becoming of it. I'm becoming of you, Crystal. Right. It's gonna be at two Broadway tomorrow. Right. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Now it was a great show. Great first show. Yes. Um, DJ Damage. Thank you, sir. Yes. Oh yeah, Damage. You did your thing. Say that again, Damage. Thank you. you. I I appreciate. I'm honored to be here. Where the people can reach you at again? Um, my Instagram man, DJ Damage NYC. I also got my own personal show. He had DTF Radio from 5 to 7. It's called The Damage Report each and every Thursday. And, um, yeah, man, I'm here. I'm working, man. We're working hard. DJ Damage did good, man. I, I, I ain't get asked for a booking to speak nowhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't, get, I ain't get asked to get booked, man. Shoot. We might not have a DJ next week. I may be nah, DJing nah, next here, week. Man. We working, man. <laughs> Progressive action, for real. Jamel, what you got to say about the, the first show? I got. I have really have to say that uh, this was a very innovative first show, and I really enjoyed meeting you in person and talking with you, Crystal Young and Miss Peak. You know, this is this is an RTO night. I can honestly say, because you know, RTO is all in the building. You know, damage is the only one from buses. You know, but uh, but no, you know, like it was fun and this was innovative, and I look forward to you know, like the progressive action. You are you are welcome to progressive action anytime. And, a, and, a, and, a, and of course, you're welcome to come back here. You know, Thank you. I'm not in charge of, the, of of who comes. I'm in charge of who don't come. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's how we doing that. <laughs> how, how y'all feel about the your, your show? You want to go first? Yeah, I just want to say that this was very informative, and I just want to thank Jamel and Jamel and DJ Damage for yes. a job well done. And keep doing what y'all doing. You're going to hear yays and nays. But the good always outweigh the bad. So keep on doing what y'all doing. Thank you very much for having me. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad I, I had to tell Crystal to tell you to come. It's Tom and Jerry over here. I would have felt like I would have messing up the cartoon or something. You know what? <laughs> so chair, the chairwoman herself, how mm -hmm. do you feel? Crystal Young, the winner three times. You know what? <laughs> three times. I'm glad that I came, and I'm glad to be here. I'm honored that you asked me to be your, your first guest. And I'm also, I also appreciate the fact that you didn't come down on me too hard with some of the questions because you already know ahead of time I was nervous. I know, I know. Yeah, I was really nervous. I told you it wasn't that type of party, and I know some people thought it was going to be that type of party, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a supportive person of what I believe in. And one of the things that attracted me to you was in your Facebook, it says remain educated, and I believe in that. So you will always have my support. Thank you. And I think that's it, it's dope. I'm very happy we got the first show over. Um, it was it was nerve wracking at first, so you know, the plane did come down the land smoothly, and I'm just happy, you know, to be supported by great people. First night, this would be memorable, and we just want to keep the positive vibes going. I will help you as much as I can. Yes. Thank you. So if you have any information that you want to give to the people, like Jamel said, you would come up here whenever you like. Okay. And you know, we'll give you whatever how much time you need. Except on the Tucson show and the Joe and the Joe Campbell show. <laughs> Exceptions. I, I'm a damage might just play one song that night. Oh yeah, definitely. That's no. right. There ain't gonna be that much music. That I night. Know that's right. Oh, no. But you know, anytime, um, you know, I'm gonna introduce you to my peoples. Okay. And um, we gonna move forward. Yes. So it's about progression and action, and that's what we're about. And it's over. It's time to go home. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for all the listeners for listening. Next week, we want y'all to call in. And we want y'all to spread the word, too, about how y'all like the show. Tell us what y'all didn't like. And, you know, let's keep it moving. We out of here. Progressive action is over. Peace. Have a good night, Radio, the online radio <laughs> blueprint.